So welcome to the Nine Hertz podcast. It's a different one this week. It's, uh, I don't know, like our 10 top albums of the year, or not necessarily top, but uh, 10 albums we definitely enjoyed this year, uh, just kind of holding them up at the end of the year like we uh, like we usually do. Um, really excited to sort of start the podcast with something so um, grim and, and straight to the point. Uh, that was a band called Stomach that we played back in uh, January, I think. Um, Pete, I mean... I've listened back to this several times through the year, and I think that's kind of something that will come up quite a lot in this podcast. But yeah, this this kind of um, impressed us both at the time, didn't it? And I don't think it's lost any of its bile, really. Yeah, true. And and that point about you know, it's like especially the you know the, because of the way we consume music, especially with the podcast in mind, we're constantly seeing new things, and mm-hmm. I don't spend enough time going back to um, you know releases from earlier in the year. Never mind even before then. So the ones which you naturally listen to over and over again, you know, just because they were that good, they that's what I tried to focus on when I was trying to, you know, to pull, you know, this almost impossible task of selecting, you know, five records each for this. And Stomach definitely fit into that. You know, it, it came out on Dry Cough, you know, which has been, you know, it's that Mancunian label, which has been at the forefront of the UK death metal upsurge this year. But this is from their, you know, original especially subject of sludge and doom yeah. you know, like, like say in america and i've loved it ever since you know since it came out um but, you know and I got, I got the cassette as well and that's just been in constant you know constant playing and uh, yeah we played the track uh the opening track off this originally called deserve uh, when you know when we played it back in march or january whenever it was and that's just to my ears sludge perfected you know it's like achingly yeah. slow filled with bile it feels like it's sticking up your arteries. Um, yeah. But the, but the release, you know, it's only four songs long, but it's got other elements that come in as well. It's a, a bits of grind and power violence. And I think it's probably testament to the fact that there's uh, an ex-member of uh, Weekend Nachos and Ledge in the band. And it just makes it, it makes it more abrasive somehow and then offers variants, in, you know, particularly in the pacing. I just like the fact that um, they've called it Doom Sludge from the suburbs of Chicago. I just imagine that they all like pack in a minivan and go to someone's garage and just annoy a whole street with this. Um, you know, you, mm. you imagine it being like some like inner city, like, you know, absolute hovel that they're practicing in. But no, I, I just imagine they're on like a sort of white picket fence estate in, you know, um, in the nicer parts of Geneva in Illinois. And um, yeah, they're just making this horrible noise. Mm-mm. And it is, I mean, to me, this is the, it's perfect tone. It's the perfect sound for me. You know, it's a demo, effectively. Is it weird to have a demo in the top, in my top five releases of the year? (laughs) I don't, don't, no, obviously not. Because, I mean, this is just the proof, list of this is, you know, it's, it'll blow your head off. Yeah, it's it's really special. So, yeah, I think people should go and like explore this one because, like, like you say, we've played this a lot over the year. I think um, you know, privately, we've really, really enjoyed this one. Um, just you know, in our in our own time. So, yeah, definitely worth looking into. So you can get this via stomachdoom.bandcamp.com, and that was a song called Oil. Uh, really, really exciting stuff there. So, as I say, we're sort of running through uh, ten. Uh, not nine this week, uh, amazing tracks that we've um, sort of found. But you might have heard some of these bands before, but we're trying to play uh, sort of different cuts from the albums um, that we played earlier in the year. So um, case in point is um, the Ash and Spy record that came out um, and just surprised us all, I think, um, uh, back in July. So um, we played um, a really sort of um, 
kind of affecting track called Bet on Brute before, and um, this one, Tragic Heroine, it's kind of more of the same. It's got this like very, um, it's it's almost like a weird blend of like tongue in cheek, but like devastatingly true lyrics um, set to this manic kind of sound. I mean, I've I've told everyone that I know about this record, and um, the the only thing I can kind of compare it to is. Um, the band Snowblood from Glasgow, who came out years and years ago. Um, I don't know if anyone in this band um, is connected or kind of knew those guys or whatever, but it's that kind of vibe. It's this um, true sound of like the inner city and the times we're living in. And it's just a very evocative album. Um, I know, I know I talked the hind leg off it before as well, Pete, before, but um, <laughs> yeah, yeah I, had to, I had to have it in my top 10, really. Yes, and, and you're not the only one losing the cool over this. I think, um, and you, you know, it's even you know back then when it came out, and now you you know we're already seeing it in the album of the year lists, and you can tell why. You know, it feels like you know it feels like a monument of an album. You know, something unique. It takes something from you know there's bits of post rock to black metal and to post metal and prog and everything in the way. You know, it's. it's kind of signposts which you recognize but it doesn't fully conform to any of them and then that kind of what's amazing about it is you know it has this in that creative free-for-all it still steers away from pretentiousness which you could imagine it would get into but it doesn't yeah. at all um you know it's snowball makes a lot of sense to me actually i get that i get the feel for it what it reminded me of not musically but in the same kind of almost the kind of the same feeling you got listened to it was almost like this first time you hear Aranzi Pazuzu the feeling that you kind of instant instantly know you're faced with something new and bold and avant-garde you know a complete different approach to to like music which is familiar you know in the in it in like the building blocks of it but it just looks and sounds completely new once it's compiled together and that, you know and that is why this has been loaded yeah definitely it's got um that combination of you know, sincerity, but like not overstepping the mark. And yeah, that, that kind of, you know, lightning in a bottle, I guess is, is the kind of phrase we might be looking for, but yeah, it's just very special. So um, if you've not heard this, this record, it's fantastic. And the artwork like really is, is sort of like absolutely tremendous. Um, really quite special. It looks like an old jazz record or something. You could probably see this, you know, in a very sort of highbrow record shop and then take it home and get extremely surprised by it. Um, so it came out on a label called Oral Music, but uh, you can get this via ashinspire.bandcamp.com. Uh, we're going to play a song called Tragic Heroine. It looks like the uh, limited edition is actually sold out on record, but you can still get the uh, vinyl uh, on black. Uh, so yeah, really, really worth picking up. Uh, like I say, we're going to play a song called Tragic Heroine. This is Ashinspire. <laughs>
So that was Ash and Spire. Next up uh, from Newcastle, uh, we've got a band called Friend. I think we've said on probably recent podcasts, there's something going on in Newcastle at the moment. There's like this kind of, I don't know, like a, almost like an interchangeable um, group of um, people making this amazing blend of like, I mean, this is a kind of ostensibly like noise rock and and like sludgy and you know, just incredibly heavy, but there's like this black metal, there's noise, there's noise rock coming out of every pore in Newcastle on time at the moment. I mean, I don't know what's in the water, but um, they're creating some of the best music we've heard this year. And Friends uh, album champion is just absolutely brilliant. Um, out on Human Worth, um, we played a song back in, uh, God knows when, um, probably about June or July. Um, and yeah, this is just brilliant. And I- I'm not surprised that one of us picked it. Um, this year really yes yeah i know it you know i quickly came to realize you know when i started to think about this list and you know it's probably did that a month ago um that you know it's going to be very hard to get a top five and and a top 25 for a combined top 50 which will come later but the one thing you know one thing that quickly came to me was actually i think this album is my favorite album of the year you know it's wow which is which is quite surprising from what is a relatively unassuming debut release from Newcastle. Um, but I've just, you know, I've, I've played the, this cassette more than any other physical release, probably any digital release as well, you know, in, in those six months since it came out. And not only that, it's, it's consistently brilliant the whole length of the album, and it makes me smile every time I play it. And that, you know, that is why, I, I that's why I knew, you know, this is my album of the year like you say it kind of takes a template of noise rock and then just you know in a bit of hardcore maybe and it just piles this gigantic booming sludge all over the top of it you know there's points of it like you know that like you say we played a song called the international top bloke and that is just straight up fearsome sludge but then other points it's a bit more nuanced um and i purposely picked a track from from that side of it so we, we you know on, on the two tr- tracks we played this year we kind of reflect both sides of the so sides of the album it's much more subtle you know it's, it's like a quiet downbeat 
side to it you know the lyrics are about kind of self-health and how people play it down you know kind of you know give inappropriate advice and there's a line in this which says have you tried not letting it get to you and then and then <laughs> yeah. it just comes back at the end you know it's all followed by this screamed refrain of i'm not well which really hits you you know and and the sound is just unbelievably good it's it's it sounds like thou almost yeah um and as i said yeah it just if you take you know those almost like that fun sludge at the start and then these you know this amazing kind of other side towards the end you put that together you 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 know i reference the fact that it's the one i've played the most it's just you know and the fact that i'll continue to do so into next year yeah what an impact what what a brilliant release yeah and like you say completely unassuming um from the name and you know just the artwork as well is pretty just played and and kind of get straight to the point there's no there's no sort of frills here it's it's all just there isn't it so yeah really really enjoyed this um looks like there's still cassettes left amazingly uh there's a second run i think i think that's why um but yeah absolutely amazing stuff i've got the tape here somewhere um yeah it's it's getting rinsed again clearly um so if you want to head to humanworth uh, records.bandcamp.com or friend the band from newcastle.bandcamp.com which is fantastic um the record's called champion and we're going to play this song wellness
so from Newcastle, uh, we're sort of taking the uh, the trip over to Vermont for uh, the latest um, Body Void uh, release. And um, I don't know what there is to say that hasn't already been said about this release, but it's two tracks that just go straight for blunt violence. And um, I've played this, I, I swear I've played this the most this year. It's weirdly, it's become my writing music. Like if I really need to like deep dive on a, on a really dull sort of blog that I'm writing or, um, you know, I need to cover a lot of words um, and not be distracted at all. Um, this has been the thing that's been deafening me, but like that doesn't do it any justice whatsoever because this is a completely angry, um, like missive about, um, you know, anti-trans people and, you know, just people who want to, um, you know, pass legislation that will just damage people who um, are just trying to live their lives, basically. I think Body Void have been incredibly good at raising issues um, as well as like, creating amazing music and i think this is just like the apex of what they've been doing um i i really can't wait to see what they do next year to be honest because it's going to be amazing um mm. based on this yeah and if it you know it feels reassuring to have body void around you know the fact that you know they're out there we'll get a release from them about once a year um and and because not only do they provide the most fearsome of grimy debased doom they do so with such ferocious left-wing anger towards, you know, towards the world and saying what needs to be said on like society's ills. And you get, you know, you can get completely engrossed with the lyrics alone, you know, from the from the title of this album, you know, the you know, referencing probably, you know, I think it came out around the time of the Supreme Court, you know, the US Supreme Court's yeah. um, medieval horrific retrograde abortion rulings. Which is just, you know, it just it makes you so sad that we're living in 2022 and things like this is that, you know, is what we're worrying about. And we're not kind of, you know, we should be in hover cars and flying around. And, we, we, you know, we're kind mm. of just going back to, oh, it's horrific. But, you know, they, and then the funny thing with Body Void is, you know, for all of that, and the, you can get so wrapped up in it and so kind of, you know, in, in reading it and following them about it. Even if they just sang about wizards and goblins, it still make the album of the year list because it's <laughs> yeah. mountainous, decaying doom of the highest order. You know, it's just absolutely terrifying and beautiful at the same time. But then that's kind of to miss the point, you know, because the music and the lyrics are equally created, you know, by that righteous anger that drives them. And, and you know, and those two aspects antagonize each other to, you know, to become what it is, both scarred by the ugliness of the world and, you know, and the output, that kind of magnificent, you know, release, these albums is the result. So, you know, like you don't, you you, you can't separate the, the the points here. You just got to enjoy it, I suppose. Yeah, I mean, the the sound is just like being hit by a freight train. Really, it's it's incredibly thick and un unrelenting i think that's a word we use quite a lot but it's just it suits this band down to the ground so i think we're just going to play um you know the track that we're going to play because it just says so much uh so we played burn back in august um but we're going to play the um sort of sister track to this this is drown you can get this at bodyvoid.bandcamp.com <laughs>
Okay, so that was Body Void. Um, next up, we've got um, something that I think me and you have really um, kind of taken a shine to this year. This record, uh, Pennyfold Haberdashery and Abattoir Deluxe by Uncle Woe, who we found out as we were recording, I think, is a, is a one-person project. And mm. absolutely astounding that they can create an album like this. It's, it sounds like years of work. Um, and, yeah, just kind of blew us away a little bit, didn't it? I mean... Um, yeah, I mean, we played one uh, one of the tracks, but I mean, I think that the album works as such a whole. It's hard to actually pick um, like a, a, yeah. a sort of standout, really. Um, we're playing a song called Merriment to Bounds, but I think we could have picked any of these, couldn't we? Good. It, it, it's an astounding album. It really is. You know, I feel like I've been listening to Uncle Woe for many years now, but when I was looking, you know, it's looking back recently, the, their first release only came out in 2019. There have wow. been several. Maybe that's why, and maybe it's just I've just got completely into them. The, the one thing is, I don't, I don't understand why they haven't got bigger. I don't understand why mm. they're not massive. Because you know, for me, this, uh, you know, it's this grand, sweeping, epic, proggy doom. That I, I don't think anyone does it better. Mm. Um, no, you know, no one does it as you know, no kind of just absolutely creates the music in it is such a beautiful and stunning way you know and they include the big names in that you know you think of like paul bearer for one i, I never get paul bearer but even if you think like elder who i do love i'd still <laughs> uncle woe still transcend all of those and you know you can hear it in this album you know it's, it's, it's just incredible really they, they you know they cre- craft this doom into rich like emotive tones and for all that it does, like epic prog approach, it doesn't. It never loses itself. It never, you know, it's never over long or self indulgent. It just creates songs of beauty, and and I adore them. I adore this band, and you know what a record. Yeah, I'm really um, astounded, like you say, that they haven't really taken off as much as you'd hope. You know, they they aren't talked about in you know the the circles that are talking about you know, the likes of Elder and, and bands like that. So I think a lot of people will be surprised when they sort of um, find them, I think. So, yeah, I, I mean, I'd love to see it live. I don't know how they'd actually manage it if it's just one guy, but, um, yeah, we'll have to see. Um, Desert Fest seems like the perfect um, sort of um, avenue that they could go down, but who knows? We'll uh, we'll have to see, see what happens sort of further down the line. So, yeah, we're going to play a song called Merriment Abounds, but uh, we'd urge you to go and listen to their entire back catalogue. They've got a fair few releases on there now. So um, all gold, all really interesting. Um, they've actually released um, a, a sort of uh, an EP, I guess, um, since then. So, yeah, it's um, yeah absolutely amazing stuff. So this is Uncle Woe, and you can get this via unclewoe.bandcamp.com.
Okay, so that was Uncle Woe. Um, next up, Wrong Speed Records have been just churning out absolutely brilliant stuff all year round. Um, run by Joe from Hey Colossus and uh, uh, yeah, just like a very, very much like a cottage industry um, from his uh, from his house. Um, and yeah, I mean, they were always probably going to release this record, but I'm so glad they did. Uh, the band Hairs, who um, I think up until recently I, I thought were called Harass, um, but like going to see them live, I think actually sort of pronounced it like that. So um, really, really exciting band, like very sort of um, mellow for our tastes, I guess. Um, they're not a natural fit on the podcast, but um, they've been at sort of things like Supersonic and and we've kind of, they've crossed over into into our psyche uh, now and again i actually saw them with enablers uh, back in october and they're absolutely astounding um really sort of based in the sort of um the histrionics of guitar and like the the subtle kind of sound of uh, you know like droney sort of um folk um they'd hate this description i'm sure but um it's just really solid stuff, and um, the record Ghosts has like not really been off my turntable. I I bought the record straight away, and um, yeah, so glad I did. Um, Pete, I think we've we've kind of consumed this record maybe slowly over the year, haven't we? It's one one that kind of just slips in. Yes, definitely. You know, like you know, so so often this type of music, I, I you know, I find it to be too abstract or or too light or too thin to 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 really get a connection, but when this came out, I was completely drawn into it, you know, drawn into the narrative, but the, but the music as well. And I didn't quite understand why, to be honest, but you know, you chose it for the podcast back then. And, and, but it made, you know, I'm really glad you did. And I'm glad you've picked here because it, it is, it's got this magical quality to it. I've played it a lot recently. Maybe, you know, it's even more so when you've picked it for the end of year. And it really is, you know, every time I'm getting more out of it, you know, it's in that deep tone. That's you know, it's both downbeat but warming. It's you know, it's slow and wistful, but there's a richness to it. I, it's it's hard not to be affected by it. You know, I, I like to kind of play it on my headphones and like you know, let it run away with your imagination. You know, music that can transport you through its like gentle drones. You know, like you can imagine, say, being in a Yorkshire Dales cottage and going out for walks in the fields, and this being your soundtrack. It really is like a special, especially you know, this is a special song and it's a special album. Yeah, definitely, and I think it's going to appear on a lot of lists as well. It's one of those that's just been there, and I've seen a lot of people talking about it. So, yeah, I think this is, um, you know, probably one of the surprise, um, you know, albums of the year. Really, so yeah, really, really special. Um, so yeah, like I say, the the record's called Ghosts. Um, I think there's still um, sort of uh, copies floating out there. Um, it's sold out via wrong speed, but I think I've seen it in record shops and stuff. Um, so yeah, you can probably still track down a record of this. Uh, we're going to play the song Time to Drink. We played uh, the song White Out uh, back in May. So if you want to check it out, head to wrong speed records or hairs.bandcamp.com. <laughs>
Okay, so from the calmness of hairs, we're going straight to uh, Kurukuma. Um, now, <laughs> there isn't much we can say about Kurukuma that we haven't said already because they've been on the podcast for pretty much every re- release they've, they've put out. But uh, I think for me, it's just a sense of pride this year, like seeing this do so well. And they've been very honest about how much it cost, what they've done to record it, you know, the tribulations that they went through with mixes and all sorts. Brilliant stuff. And just one of the most satisfying records of the year. Um, and yeah, seeing it live this year was a real treat as well. It's, it felt like one of my first gigs back, you know, into the world after uh, after lockdown. And um, it was a really special one. I saw every single one of the sort of people that make Sheffield a really exciting place for sort of heavy music. Um, they played with some absolutely amazing bands. I think it was Sugar Horse under... Uh, and a few more and it was just absolutely incredible i think they played through pretty much this whole record um they've had an interesting year as well i know um george has left he's been replaced um uh yeah on bass and they've managed to finish the year by playing some dates with uh, conan and slomatics in iceland so what a year for this band and you know so glad to see them going um straight into 2023 with just like yeah this um this kind of wave of uh, enthusiasm behind them, I guess. Yeah, yeah, it's funny, isn't it? It's like you say, what, what, what could we say of them that we haven't before? I mean, we probably said that line in a previous podcast itself. Yes, um, yes. Because they're from, you know, Nine Hertz is a Sheffield podcast. You know, we're from different cities now, but you know, this is where it started. The website started, and and so you know, Kurukuma, a local band, and you know. We've said this, you know, I've said it many times. I suppose I just, you know, stop um, apologizing and repeating because I'm going to do so the whole thing. We knew straight away, even in their raw early days, which is quite long, you know, quite a few years ago now, that they had something about them, you know, something really exciting. You know, they obviously got that kind of doom and sludge as their base camp, but they're just open frontiers ahead of them. You know, they're unafraid to innovate. They bring in other sounds. They release EPs on dance labels. Um, they take influence from outside of metal, and that's always been evident. You know, not just now. So, you know, to see that progression has been our privilege because it's you know because they're local, and then to now get to release their debut album, which you know which expanded their reach and showed to the world what we always knew was was like like you say it was really exciting, a weird kind of sense of. Um, pride to it and then to bring you know like it's a proper um, world view um, outlook on the album as well like proper worldly you know South American percussion within Yorkshire Doom and then but most of all it's just five excellent songs and it just you know that was it was so great to hear when it came out you know you just knew I mean you knew they were going to do this but still it was like this is what we've always known we just look forward now to you know witnessing their continued rise. Yeah, I mean, uh, it's it's hard to kind of find new things to say about this one that we we don't already know ourselves. But I think any anyone who listens to the podcast and not come across them, then they're a completely unique proposition. Um, they they are you know, I think they have a lot of influences that would go back to kind of like eighties and nineties like metal. Um, but I've also got a lot of tribal influences and stuff as well. So it's, it's really hard to kind of pinpoint where their sound comes from, but um, they're very sort of well, I don't know how, how to describe it. They're, they're all um, 
yeah, very keen like music fans, and it's not necessarily all metal that they listen to either. So you can kind of hear that through it, and um, yeah, it's it's really quite interesting to to sort of um, maybe sort of second guess um, where they, they've come from. But um, yeah, what a record, and it's so strange. Um, I absolutely love it. So yeah, the um, record, like we say, is called Born of Obsidian. Uh, you can get it via kurakumauk.bandcamp.com. So we played a song called Jaguar back in February. Uh, this is Olaliqui.
okay so from the uh, sort of like bleak um sort of area of sheffield um we're going straight over to uh, las vegas um for a band we only played two weeks ago on the podcast but this has kind of like really taken me by storm really um roman candle um uh, an incredibly raw uh, band um and yeah just absolutely full of energy and and raw I don't know, emotion and, and yeah, just absolutely love this. Um, Pete, I, I don't know, again, what can we say about this that we didn't say two weeks ago, but um, just really sort of ferocious stuff and um, just really exciting. Yeah. It's, you know, it, it does feel strange to talk about this again so soon. Yeah. <laughs> um, but I can fully understand why it made your list, even though it's outside my us- you know usual listening realm. And, and the reason, you know, the reason it's, you know, it's obvious this is so, it's so strong. I've not heard a record, you know, anywhere close to feeling so personal and non-provided with, you know, providing me with almost like an uncomfort listening to the lyrics as, as this record this year, um, which is which is an incredible achievement. You almost feel like there's a sense of intrusion into this kind of complete soul bearing. Um, you know, and that's, you know, especially, you know, we've got a podcast which has got Body Void on as well, and, and which is a complete vitriolic diatribe you know an outpouring and even roman candle probably even eclipse that um the titles of this track you know the track all the tracks are descriptive this one's called survivor's guilt you know there's a standout refrain of it should have been me you know just completely you know like out there you know putting it out there and then the music is just top jaw screamer as well you know i mean i've got limited exposure to it so you know i couldn't claim to have listened to much of it but this and say Piri Rice or Piri Rays, yeah, you know they're on a par, I guess, in terms of as as good as I've heard by a long distance in the genre in 2022. Adding a heaviness, you know, on this track in particular, there's a proper chuggy riff towards its end, and it's just this almighty all-round package. Definitely, and I think you make a good point. I think there's been a real. Um, resurgence of, of of what you term scrams i guess um mm. elsewhere and it's really intense and it's really kind of it's it's more tight and it's more um focused than it ever was like in the sort of late 90s and it's it's really quite exciting to hear this kind of sound coming back after 20 years so um all these bands must have just discovered funeral diner and and bands like that just kicking around um, you know, on tapes and vinyl from years ago, and it's it's absolutely inspiring to hear it all. Either that, or it's all the same people making the noise again. So, <laughs> <laughs> who knows? Uh, they've been away practicing, maybe I don't know. But yeah, Roman Candle. Um, from what I can gather, uh, are brand new. So, um, yeah, this is an incredible debut. If if it is their debut, um, yeah, we're gonna play the song Survivor's Guilt. Um, and yeah, I hope it gets a, a tape or a physical release soon because this is absolutely brilliant. Uh, the record's called Discount Fireworks and you can find it at uh, romancandlex.bandcamp.com.
So that was Roman Candle from Las Vegas. Absolutely amazing stuff. They're really, really exciting. Um, something that's got us equally excited this year is the band Throth. And um, yeah, they've released um, so many things over the last two years. It's hard to kind of keep track of all their, all their stuff, really. But um, this appears to be the only thing they've actually put out this year. But I think it's possibly the best release yet. I, I know me and you, Peter, are huge fans of this. Um, would you agree that it's their best stuff yet? Yes, I would. I would. Yeah, it's a it's the first. You know, it's a, the longest release. It's a, probably the first album, I guess. Um, you know, at whatever the length. You know, it dictate an EP or an album, but it doesn't really matter. They, you know, they they did go relatively quiet this year. You know, there were three releases in twenty twenty one. There were two the year before that, and then you know they are a, a quiet band. You know, there's no social media presence, no self promotion. Um, you know, you start to wonder whether you know when my usual fix would come until this came out you know and and it is a fix because as i've made clear on this podcast over the last couple of years i I love this band i love their releases and they do this whilst all the while being completely down on themselves you know the lyrics always speak to negative self-image there's a line in a uh, a song from a previous release uh the song's called i run which says uh music uh, making this music that no one wants which is typical of them and then makes me think about my my own like slight obsession with them and think you know (laughs) like how do i marry those two things or maybe it's just me i don't know but i'll still continue to play i've got this platform and i'll I'll continue to play them (laughs) because because it's so good and then yeah and then a full-length album hits and like you say it's it's them at their absolute best i mean there was no build-up to it there's no physical copies it just appears on Bandcamp like it's no big deal and it's their best you know it's it's their best release it's an encapsulation of everything that makes us love them. You know, it's simple, sad songs played with a like a weightiness, both lyrical and and through its like doom, doom gaze framework. It, you know, it, it, it's strange. It's it, it's funny that these kind of their veiled quietness, their shyness almost is aligned to their music. You know, you can't have one yeah. without the other. But still, I would you know I would love to have all these on record. I'd love to see them live. I just, but I don't think you can. I think you, that's the point. But if we just have to settle for the music and we get this once or twice a year, I'll be more than happy for as long as they continue. That's absolutely fine by me as well. Yeah. I mean, um, willfully weird, willfully obtuse, I think, <laughs> is is what I'd describe it as. But I, I enjoy everything I've heard from them. And, um, yeah, it's like when you picked it, I was like, oh, yeah, I'll, I'll listen back to that again. And it just feels like very familiar now this record so mm-hmm. yeah i think that's a good sign and um yeah it's definitely something that's uh sort of ticking a lot of boxes for us and, and we hope that people are getting into this as well um so the album was called haunted by the medium uh, and you can get it via throth.bankcamp.com uh, we'll play the opening track this time gold <laughs> Thank you. 
Okay, so that was Throth, one of our favourite bands, I guess to say, really. Um, really cool stuff. Um, that was a song called Gold. We're ending with, um, I think, a lot of people's um, favourite album of the year. Um, Vigor Dude came out with uh, an album called There Is Always Blood at the End of the Road. And um, it's really hard to pick a, a, a song from this because it just flows like so well. Um, it sounds desperate. It sounds manic. It sounds kind of schizophrenic and demented as well and I, I just loved it I mean I picked Now Will Always Be because it, it kind of um, it encapsulates what's so special about this band and something unusual as well because they, they do a lot of throat singing on this one as well um, it's just so addictive I thought this record Pete I mean I've, I've had it on like nearly all year and I don't know if there's a way to stop wanting to listen to it it's, it's just <laughs> um, <laughs> I think I've got a problem and we could do the problem. <laughs> I mean, they were always brilliant, but this this record has just like elevated them. I think it has. Yeah, you know, like we, like you know, I got into them uh, on their first record. I'm not, you know, nothing pressing. I think we got sent it, um, you know, sent it for review, and it just knocked me back straight away. I, you know, I realized this was this was a special band, and you know, I'm not massively into black metal, but it spoke to me back then. So much so that we, I remember we went to Damnation Festival and they were the first band on or they were first band on by the time we arrived and we kind of rushed down the stairs in the old venue to see them. And we were stood there and they were that good. Um, you know, I didn't I admitted this until now, but I practically had tears in my eyes. I was that, that, mm. they were that good. Um, you know, I don't think you should cry to buy metal, but I was there. I was like, you know, I was, I was just trying to hide it from you and and the guys we were with. Um, and it's been a few years since then. It's you know, it's been a number of albums since then. All good. I think this is maybe their fourth, but it yeah. does feel like a, a massive step up. You know, a proper, a real evolution. But that's that in itself is not really a surprise. You know, they come from that Belgian collective of bands that include Armenra and Oathbreaker, who are you know proper boundary breaker bands mm. but even still this it surprised me it surprised me with its boldness like you say the throat singing the, you know the, the guitars on this track just sparkle yeah it's a, it's, it's a stunning bold interpretation of black metal that deserves all the praise and the presence on end of year lists that it's, it will you know it will and has received yeah i mean it's it's got really strange parts on it like you know weird kind of half mumbled spoken word and weird samples and bits that are like breakneck speed like and there's there's lots of shredding going on and then all of a sudden they'll they'll collapse into this like almost noise um parts as well it's 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 so well recorded and it's so crisp and and perfect um yeah, can't really heap much more praise on it already, so we'll shut up now. Um, you can um, find this um, via, but it's not actually on Bandcamp, as far as I can tell, um, but you can get this via Century Media. Um, you can buy the CD and uh, an MP3s from there, or you can listen to it on Spotify if you must. Um, but yeah, the album's called uh, There Will Always Be Blood at the End of the Road. And uh, yeah, we're going to play a song called Now Will Always Be. If you want to sort of check out the rest of the records we thought were great this year, go to 9hertz.co.uk. Uh, this is probably our last podcast of the year, so um, thanks for listening this year, and um, we're, we're sort of hoping to bring as much, if not more, uh, music your way in 2023. 
um we've really enjoyed um sort of putting things together this year and it feels like we're in some sort of routine where we can't really escape uh the weekly um sort of episode so if you're stuck with us um this far thank you very much uh tell everyone you know who might sort of like this uh, this noise we create and throw at you every week uh really grateful for for everyone who listens so thank you very much uh we'll see you next year bye